Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Our apologies for coming to you one day late. We had some technical issues yesterday that prevented our podcast from being published. Do apologize, but we're back. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all people on the gender identification spectrum, this is your official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Doug? We are 15-Minute You, here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15 minutes. Matt, week two, over and done. In my opinion, a bit of a snoozer. What are your general thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think in general we didn't learn a ton about where good teams are in, in college football, as you typically do in you know, the first three weeks of the season. So let's go ahead and roll into Big Ten talk. We got two big topics. Number one, Nebraska finally got onto the field. Scott Frost not only lost his first game as the head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, but also lost his starting quarterback. Yeah, rough game for Nebraska, you know. After that rain delay, I mean, who doesn't want to win? I'm sure they really wanted to win, however. I do think that there were some bright spots uh, for Nebraska and Scott Frost. It was a close game. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of came down towards the end. Um, I thought the defense played relatively well. We'll have to see how much uh, this quarterback injury, uh, one, is he out for the rest of the season? I don't believe that's been announced. But initial, I think Scott Frost said something lines where uh, initial signs, it was really vague. Like, what? aren't totally bad. Well, as you would Somewhat do, you're not going to lend, like lend all your cards out on the table in the second week of the season. Absolutely. I'm just saying he might be out for more than one week. You know, I mean, he might be out next week of the week after. Sure. Um, although hopefully, certainly we hope he's not out um, the full season. Um, I think if you're a Nebraska fan, though, you got to be happy with the fight that you saw the Cornhuskers go out there and give a lot of times when you have a complete transition to the coaching staff like that it can yeah. your starts can be way rougher than that and I also think Colorado like I don't think they're a great football team but I do think that they're a pretty good football team um Stevie Montez has been in that program for well that's a that's an old school big 12 rivalry too though they used to, and, yeah, they used to play that, the Friday yeah, after I mean, Thanksgiving for years so, yeah, tough break for the Cornhuskers, but a lot more football to come. The other big news in the Big Ten is that Sparty succumbed to Pac-12 after dark as they fell victim to the Whew. Sun Devils in Tempe. The Big Ten now moves to 0-10 at Tempe. Coach, Herman Edwards, 2-0. Evan, what's your take on the Sun Devils' win over Sparty? I so I had no idea about that stat till Saturday. Just to start out, zero and ten, Big Ten all time in Tempe. That's nuts. There's a hundred degrees at the start of the game. Like that's totally out of their element. Yeah. None, none of that shocks me. I didn't know that either, but it doesn't shock me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the that is not Big Big Ten football is not played in a hundred degree weather in what I assume is just dry. Big Ten football is not played in the desert. You know, it's just not. Nope. No. I mean, the rest of the teams were playing in, like, my... Mac football's not played in the um, desert. No, absolutely not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got to be surprised by the outcome, right? Like, Oh, totally. A ranked team being upset. I mean, 
okay, with these conditions, maybe we should have given Arizona State more of a chance. I think, you know, kind of interesting, Herm Edwards now 2-0 was kind of like the laughing stock of the college football landscape um, in the offseason. Perhaps it wasn't a bad hire. I, I don't know. I mean, hey, it's a little yeah, bit very, very early to be talking about but, that. But, you know, it, it's also very sparty to drop a game like this and then just run the table afterwards. Yeah, You know, Mark D'Antonio loves Absolutely. a good two losses early in the season and then just to rage in November. So I'm not writing off Sparty either. They haven't started Big Ten play yet, so we'll see. Who in your eyes are the top three Big Ten teams now that we've seen two weeks of football? I mean, the two obvious ones, right? Ohio State yep. and Wisconsin. They have covered some ridiculous spreads. I mean, they've just beat the bricks off teams. Uh, especially Ohio State, Dwayne Haskins looking great. Um, you know, Wisconsin uh, with uh, your boy Alex Hornibrack and your other boy uh, yep. Jonathan Taylor Taylorback both look great. I think Wisconsin's having some penalty issues that could be cleaned up, but again, it's early in the season. Um, for number three, I think the debate is – I think it's an open debate. Agree. Um, Before, think, though, let's – can we also say they have – Ohio State and Wisconsin haven't played anybody. Now, they have thrashed – Lower-tier teams, as you should thrash lower-tier teams, unlike Notre Dame, who struggled against Ball State 24-16. But mm-hmm. still haven't seen them play anybody. I agree. That, that's also no, my one and two. Totally Who's your third? Um, I think at this point, I would say Penn State. Um, yes, they got off to a slow start against Utah State. They did just beat the bricks off Pitt, uh, their in-state rival. Um, this... This week, so I think Penn State. Although you can make a argument for a couple other teams, I assume you you have a different team. Yeah, I got to roll Hawkeyes right now. I would penalize Penn State for the race for third right now, based on how they played so shaky in Week One, going to overtime against App State. Michigan was disappointing against Notre Dame. Just the lackluster vanilla offense that they put out. Different story Saturday, but you know I. You played Western at home, like that's not that's not a good victory. So, I I got to roll Hawkeyes. They have showed dominant defense. They have the fewest points allowed in FBS right now. They've only allowed ten points through two games. Very impressed with their defensive line. I I would go Hawkeyes for my three spot right now. The reason, I, so I would actually love to see a Penn State uh, Hawkeyes matchup right now because I think what's really interesting is. Uh, like you said, Hawkeyes have this great defense, um, which not to say Penn State's defense is bad, but I mean that's kind of been exposed was kind of exposed in the Utah State game um, as an area for improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Penn, like Hawkeyes have not been scoring points on a whole lot of people. You know, they could only granted it was a rivalry game this weekend against yep. the Cyclones, but could only manage thirteen at home. Um, Spread was three and a half. They covered by ten, man. True, true. I, I'm just saying, I would love to see that Hawkeyes defense against Penn State's offense. I think that would be an exciting. You're talking about Hawkeyes like that. App State took Penn State at home to overtime. Are you kidding me? What was that? Explain and, that. And what happened? Penn State's offense got the job done. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it would be exciting Fair. to see the Penn State offense against the Iowa Fair. defense. All right. Before, as we transition from big 10-11-12 into Maction, we had one heartthrob matchup for you and I. We, we had a Maction Big Ten matchup this week. Eastern Michigan defeats Purdue. 
Yikes. Yikes. So I will say, I mean, we, we cannot not say there's this controversial flag late in the game. Dude, uh, stop Purdue wide this. receiver catches the ball. He's like running this. in the end zone. He's sliding. Rush call that for taunting? That's not taunting. I'm sorry. That's not taunting, though. That, then they had to move it back, the field goal, or excuse me, the point after. Couldn't go for two. Had a huge outcome on the game. I mean, good, you know, I don't want to take good for Eastern way to hang in that game. But why? I don't love the, little, I, I'll say I don't love the call, but why are you letting Eastern hang around for that long? That's on you, man. That's on you. What's interesting is in the offseason, you were hyping up the Michigan directional. As, as, I, as I should have, they're taking down Big Ten teams Michigan. right now. Sent. <laughs> left and right, left and right. Okay, you got beef? What was wrong with that call? No, I mean, it just seems like you're, you're uh, lecturing Purdue for losing to teams that you hyped up as good. In the MAC. I said they were a good Fair. MAC school. That didn't change that. I thought Purdue should beat them, as I picked Purdue last week. Speaking of Maction and... And I'm saying Purdue should have beaten them, and they got a little assistance from the boys in White Yeah, Black. and they didn't beat them. They did not. And somebody else who did not win on Saturday was Central Michigan, who lost to Kansas. <laughs> Coming off, Kansas lost to Nichols State. It's the first road win... For the Jayhawks in September 2014, that's 46 away games in a row. 49 if you're counting neutral sites. Yeah, I mean, that's part of history you don't want to make for the Chippewas. Can you apologize right now for picking Central Michigan over Kentucky last week? Yeah, I mean, that seemed a little foolish, but I'll say the Chippewas scored 20 points on them. It was a competitive Central game. just lost to Kansas, and Kentucky beat Florida, son. We're going to have an interesting conversation about this topic. <laughs> so I thought there were two other tough games where I liked the way the Mac played. One was Ball State at Notre Dame, which we mentioned earlier. Coming up just short to the mm-hmm. Fighting Irish, eight points in South Bend. Really valiant effort. Looking forward to seeing how Ball State plays once we get into Maction Conference play. And then NIU hosted Utah. Uh, Utah... Took it away, seventeen to six. But you know, I like the way that they played at home, and I like the way NIU played it, played at home. I like the way that they played Utah tough. I got a lot of love for for Utah and and Kyle Whittingham, and and I thought the back really represented in those two games. Totally agree. Um, I mean, so Ball State final score against Notre Dame. Uh, 16-24. Um, Matt, is that more or less points than That's Michigan scored? Just against one point less than the Michigan Wolverines put up against Notre Dame on the same field. Got it. Got it. Uh, okay. You know, I think Notre Dame has a pretty good defense. Neil Riley, quarterback, Ball State, went 23 of 50, 180 yards, two INTs. I mean, I kind of expect two INTs when a MAC team plays a good defense sure. like that. Um, you know, they had over 100 rushing yards. I mean, stats alone suggest that their offense – like, you could make the stronger argument did better than Michigan's offense did. Now, you know, maybe I want to caveat this saying. You, you don't have to make a really deep argument to say week. you did better than Michigan's offense against Notre Dame. That doesn't need to be too in-depth. 
Sure, I mean, sure. I think you could caveat <laughs> this by saying Notre Dame might have been feeling a little sore. Wow! Sure. Wow! I'm sure. Like Evan Good with Sean Gary, a lot of credit. Seven days later. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Could explain the level play, but Ball State, hold your head up, you guys. A little sore. Valiant effort. Uh, to the Utah game. Agreed. I think Utah, uh, similar to Colorado, not great, but like a decent team. Oh, I would um, rank Utah ahead of Colorado. My concern for the Huskies, Matt. My concern for the Huskies, though. They've scored one touchdown all season. Then last week, they're at home. They can only muster two field goals. Um, Stout defense, man. Stout I defense. Don't I don't know. Kyle Whittingham doesn't play around. I'm a little concerned about it. They haven't started Mac play. There's no reason they couldn't come away, make it to the championship game, and win it. But, uh, sure, you played Utah tough, but you got to score some points. Fair. So, speaking of the championship game, any changes based on what we've seen two weeks in to Maction, who's in your championship game? No, nah, I still got OU and uh, Northern Illinois. Okay. You know, I might be being too hard on the Huskies. Tyler Huntley. Twenty for thirty-one, two hundred eighty-six yards. No TDs, but no INTs. There you go. Like, I, I still think, I still think they have the offense to get there, um, especially in that. Have a little, little. Uh, but you gotta score touchdowns, man. I'm just saying, if if we're in week five, and I'm still saying that the Northern Illinois Huskies have not really been scoring touchdowns, we sure. might want to reconsider sure. the conversation. Okay, that's fair. All right, let's look at the national landscape. We're going to take a look at two big games first. We had just an absolute thriller in College Station. Clemson, Texas A&M. I thought in the second to last drive, as the Aggies were driving down, that they were going to win. They had a lot of positive mo. Mm-hmm. Quarterback was completing uh, passes you know, on the run, um, stepping up in the pocket. Really liked what I saw. I, I was livid at that. Uh, out of the back of the end zone call. To me, that was extremely bogus. I, I get that it's... My argument was this. It, it's a it's a bang-bang play. And the receiver is reaching his hands out. The ball is hit out of his hands. He's at roughly the 6 or 7 yard line. Now, if the ball in the air goes out of bounds, so crosses the out-of-bounds line before the pylon, it's out of bounds, Texas A&M ball at about the five-yard line-ish of Clemson. Now, if the ball continues into the end zone on the right-hand side of the pylon so that it's going through the end zone, that that's a turnover, and that becomes Clemson's ball. So when you do a review in college football, you have to have enough evidence in the review to overturn it. It's got to be it's got to be clear. If it's unclear, you can't overturn it. You know, even if it's questionable. IE JT Barrett's first down. So, <laughs> on the ruling on the field though is that it goes out of the back of the end zone. And I well, you know, watching that angle, I just there was no way to me in which it clearly goes out the back of the end zone. Clemson gets the ball back somehow, Texas A&M gets it again after holding the Tigers, scores, and then can't put the two-point in. So Clemson defense stood tall when they needed to. Yeah, I mean, like you, I I was questioning the that review. You know, you got to wonder when these refs, um, you know, have their little on-the-field meetings before they make a call or, you know, 
I don't know, meeting might be the wrong word. It seems like sure. talking for about five seconds. Um, you know, is, is there some kind of like, you would think the smart move would be air on the side of caution. That's what I'm right? saying. You can always turn it over. Rule it out of bounds. Back. Just like for the momentum and the context. Because that's yeah. a huge shift to like, give hey, Clemson guys, the ball. Yeah. Here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you, I heard this on the Cousins podcast, okay. uh, suggesting the rule should be changed so that if a fumble goes out of the back of the end zone in that scenario, A&M gets the ball at the 25. It goes back. I'm for that. Would you be cool with that change? It's, it's, it, it does seem odd to me. It does seem odd to me. That's like in... Uh, the other team gets the ball back. Right. You know, in, in Cornhole or Can Jam, if you go over 21, you go back to 15. You went over 21, you go yeah. back to 15. Totally fair. The other national game, big news, Kentucky defeats Florida for the first time in 31 years. Longest winless streak snapped head-to-head. Evan, you took the Chippewas to defeat Kentucky last week at Lexington. What was your take on the Kentucky-Florida game? I mean, good for Kentucky. <laughs> serious... Weight off your shoulders, you know? First time in 31 years. There are Kentucky fans out there alive that have never felt this feeling before. I mean, I'm happy for them. I don't – good for that, man. Do you know what the – there's now a couple series that are tied at 22. Can you name them? I believe there's four. That Let me rephrase that. There are four active streaks that are tied at 22 that the teams play each other yearly. There are more. There are longer streaks out there, but the teams don't play each other yearly. Hmm. Two are in the Big Ten. Well, I guess I wouldn't know this if we didn't already talk about it. But two of those are so, OSU one, at Indiana, and the other one is Michigan and Indiana yep. have played twenty-two yep. times. What then are the L- other two? LSU over Louisiana Lafayette. Twenty-two years and Alabama. Huh. Alabama over Van. Yeah. God, Alabama's got to get those wins, man. <laughs> that one ain't going to be broke for a while. Right, right. When Nick Saban's not the head coach, that one might be broke. So, uh, poll is out for this week. Not a lot of changes. In the coaches' poll, you have the exact same top ten as we had last week. Two movers and shakers. Sorry. Yep, two movers and shakers. USC drops nine after losing to Stanford. Michigan State drops 11 in the coaches after losing at Arizona State. Welcome to the party, Oregon. Welcome to the party, Arizona State. Almost same thing in the AP. We're looking at a, at a very similar top 10, one or two spot movements. Biggest mover and shaker, USC drops 5 to 22 in the AP poll. Michigan State drops 10 to number 25. And then Arizona State and Oklahoma State joined the party for the AP poll. Any reactions to the week two poll? Not much. I mean, you know, it's real early to be talking. This is one of the few times in which I agree with the poll. Yeah, the only only thing that I find interesting. Arizona State beats Michigan State. Arizona State is ranked 25. Michigan State is ranked 24. 
Right. We just have definitive proof right. that one team is better. Right, right, right. <laughs> Not just no, I, I don't know. Whoever the publisher is, the guy doing the yeah. algorithm, I'd be like, eh, that one's Well, that's the coaches. Up. They're just voting. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm yeah. against head-to-head voting as well. What I have two takes that I want from you. One in the AP, Oklahoma jumps Wisconsin from six to five. Yeah. Both undefeated. Wisconsin actually has a first place vote in the AP. What's your take on those Love two it. teams? Who Oklahoma or Wisconsin right now? Um I think so I think I understand why. I mean, offense is always sexier, I think. Yeah, agree. You know, agree. Oklahoma is this very high octane offense. You know, the Kyler Murray story about how he's already dra- he's already drafted by the Oakland Athletics is a very sexy story. So I, I see that getting attention. Yeah. Um, as is usually the case in the Big 12, though, I, if the two were to play, I'd be suspect of Oklahoma's defense. Oh, that's where I'm at, um, which, which is why I got the Badgers. Yeah. Which I know. Yeah, it's a solid five. So. Agree. The other take I'm interested in is, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm doing a quick scan here, but there's two non-Power 5s that are ranked. Number 17, Boise State, and number 18, UCF going on year two of undefeated. Love it. What's your take on those two? Right place, wrong place, good place, bad place? Uh, not surprising place considering history, yep. history and Power 5 teams and where they get ranked. Um, I think there's a strong chance that both teams could be undefeated by the end of the season considering their conferences and you know where they align with other teams. Um you know, well, unfortunately, Boise's playing Oklahoma State is, next week. Just so you know that. Number 24, Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think they'll win that game. Do you? My thoughts. It's at Stillwater, son. Are you? Can we get that live? Boise at, Still, Boise at Stillwater. We weren't even planning on picking this game. You are rolling Cowboys. Hey, shut up, though. What's the spread? Any idea? No idea. We're doing this all live, folks. I'll look up the spread. What is your gut instinct while I'm doing that? Um, my gut instinct. Let me just click on one. Um, I would say it is going to be one. Let me ask you, let me counter with an even more interesting question. Oh, wow. So what he, do you think he, the ladies over-under is? He more is? think time when he goes to the counter question. No, 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 no. What, while I'm thinking about this, the line, what do you, give me the over-under. I'm going to say it's. Uh, Oklahoma State by nine and a half. Now, what do you think the over-under on this game should be? Like a million? (laughs) Something like that. Um, A lot of points are going to be scored. Yeah, I agree. Um, Boise scored 62 on Connecticut, and they scored 56 on So, Boise has the number one offense in college football right now. Through two weeks. Nuts. Oklahoma State is... Uh, Boise's getting three and a half. Interesting. I'm taking... Dude, I'm taking the Broncos. Thank you. We Doing it. Lock it well, up. Well, lock it up, he says. I don't need ah! the points. I don't need them. I don't need them. Lock them. Okay. That should be a... Uh, that's going to be fun. 3.30 on Saturday. We... Shall see what goes down there. I like how both those teams are ranked. I 
I actually, head-to-head between those, I'd take Boise right now. I love their firepower on offense. I don't see a stout defense from either, but I think if it turns into a track meet, I would lean Broncos between... Lock uh, No, I'm saying if we're going Broncos and uh, UCF. Oh, I see. I, I was thinking Oklahoma. No. Nah. Yeah, no, I think so too. Just based on the offense, I I, I just don't think uh, UCF can hang. Although I think they're a good team, you know. I think one of them, if they both end up undefeated, you know, one of them is going to end up like eleven or twelve, maybe ten, if the voters are feeling particularly charitable, uh, and the other one will linger fifteen days. Sure. All right, sir, we got to rock and roll as we digress here. I yeah. have three nominations for tweet of the week, and you are going to select one. Are you ready? Love it. Lay on me. Two are from Reddit's college football thread. Reddit was on fire this weekend. Tweet one. Gotta love them. Here's FSU's turnover backpack. In case you wanted to pay $495 to struggle against FCS opponents, too. (laughs) With a picture of the backpack. Uh, Later in the day, they tweeted... Wins as a head coach this year. David Beatty won. Urban Meyer, zero. Facts. <laughs> and then just a random college football fan that I happen to find, Connor Tapp, who can be found at ConnorTapp247. Herm Edwards now has as many wins over Michigan State as Jim Harbaugh. Savage. <laughs> Savage. Ouch. I mean, so part of me wants to pick the backpack tweet because I just like really hate the Florida State backpack, right. backpack. I think it's the dumbest thing on earth. It's this like red leather, super fancy backpack. Um, there's too many turnover. Agree. Items. The turnover items have gotten out of control. Turnover, turnover dog collar. Yeah, yeah. Get off Miami's grill. Um, I think you have to go with the Herm Edwards tweet though. One is like this whole thing. It's an epic burn. Is nuts. And then two, it's a pretty epic burn with just like the facts. You know what I mean? No, no twist. I agree. That's not a take. That's that's, that, that's tweet of a week. Tweet of the week. One a yeah. as a Michigan fan, I do love the dig at uh, Urban Meyer that David Beatty has mm-hmm. more wins than you do mm-hmm. this season. So that's beautiful. Fathead of the week alert. Speaking of turnover items, the original turnover item, Miami turnover chain. Evan, they busted it out this year. It's two pounds heavier than last year's, coming in at seven total pounds, more than four thousand stones. My issue, did they forget it when they went to Baton Rouge? Why did they? Why was like Savannah State, you were like, we're going to the turnover chain this week. It's coming out. And then I was like, what? I don't, you guys got smoked last week. Like, what happened to it? We wasn't ready? Yeah, that, you were like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe not. You, how many stones? 4,000. 4,000 stones. Who knows, man? I don't know what to make of that, man. Who knows? I don't. But I agree. Me either. How? Every other turnover How item, many, get uh, off Miami's block. Get off the block. It's too much. It's too much. Boise, speaking of Boise, has that turnover thrown. I mean, I don't hate it, to be honest. But, like, come on, guys. Think of your own thing. Uh, rank these two. The Florida State backpack, the Tennessee hunt the ball trash can. Oh, God, um, I think you have to go the backpack. Just like what's just, better, just what slightly over the hunting ball, right? 
<laughs> no one in the athletic department thought, like, guys, we're going to be a mediocre football team. Do we really want to be the team carrying around a trash can where people can just easily say Tennessee? Well, good, bad, or ugly. Do we really want to run around like, with a trash can? I don't think so. No, I mean that too. That too. That was nice. All right, week three. You ready to pick up? Let's pick yes, up. let's hop into week three. Real quick recap of last week. Not a great week for either was Zork Brothers. Matt went 9-10. and 10. I went 11-10. and First eight. week against the spread. First week against the spread. Getting First warmed up. First week against the spread, so, yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll do a little bit better next week. We are actually now tied at 28-16 and because you won last yep. week. Um, we had two instances where we picked the correct team to win, but the spread just didn't break our way. That would be Wisconsin and Utah. The t- games that I bested you in were Eastern Michigan over Purdue, which I have to admit I didn't see them winning outright. I just thought the spread was good. UVA over Indiana. Uh, and then we split in the MAC. Buffalo, I picked Buffalo over Temple, and turns out Howard is not as good of an SCS team as I thought. So looking at week three, again, we're picking against the spread, and we are not really going to spend a whole lot of time on this. We're only – I will be skipping over the favorites that we both picked. No need to describe that to folks. So, going for the ones that we disagree with or where we're not picking a favorite. Uh, first game in the uh, in, on our list Penn, is a, a Big Ten Mac matchup. Yeah. Penn State is hosting Kent State. The spread is 35 in favor of Penn State. I am selecting Penn State. You are selecting Kent State. Dude, I, li- I like the Golden Flashes. I like the way they played last week, the way they throttled Howard. I thought that they... We're up on Illinois. I, they're not going to win this game, but Penn State's not going to win by 35. Sorry, I, I don't know what people fell in love with last week against Pittsburgh. Remember that App State took them to overtime. Like, this line is silly. Nah, man, that Happy Valley's going to be harsh, going to be rough. Kent State not going to be able to hear anything. Penn State's going to be returning to form. Uh, next game, also MAC Big Ten matchup. Indiana uh, is hosting Ball State. The spread is 16 points in favor of Indiana. Um, I am taking Indiana. You're taking Ball State. Yeah. It, Ball State impressed me against Notre Dame. They went to South Bend. You only lost by eight. Why are you going to go to Bloomington and lose by double? That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, I just think that Notre Dame game slightly inflated. Uh, they came off that tough win against Michigan. Uh, that explains more of the score than anything else. We shall see, however. Uh, final Big Ten MAC matchup that we disagree on. Uh, Minnesota is hosting Miami of Ohio. Yep. Spread is 16 points. Uh, I'm taking uh, Miami of Ohio, thanks to those points, and you're taking Minnesota. Do tell. Gophers are 2 0. Th- I've been impressed with how they look. The offense is a lot more energy than what it had in 2017, and Miami got spanked against Cincinnati last week. That doesn't give me any type of confidence. Miami playing at Minnesota. They're going to cover 16. Yeah, I'm just not sure Minnesota's offense, like, really scares me. I think 16 points is a lot of points. If this spread was down closer to maybe, you know, in the 12, maybe even 14 range, I'd probably take uh, Minnesota. But I I just don't – I think 16 points is too much, too big of a hurdle. Uh, Moving on in the Big Ten, we have – this is a game I alluded to earlier. We have Kansas hosting Rutgers. The spread is three points. Uh, in favor of Kansas, and I am taking Kansas. You are taking Rutgers. 
I don't trust Kansas, man. Okay, great. You beat Central. I didn't think they were good before. I definitely don't think they're good now. Uh, Rutgers is going to take care of business definitely by more than three. I'm shocked that it's only three. I'm also astounded that you're taking Kansas. Now, both... Are you locking this oh, up? Are oh, you this lock up? it. Lock it. Put it in. Okay, Key, you heard, folks, throw it away. It up. He doesn't need the points. He don't need the points. Done. Um, Rutgers and Kansas are both one and one. So somebody is going to come out of this accident with a winning record. What if I had told you... It's going to be the Jayhawks, man. I bet they're fired up after that road win. I don't think uh, Rutgers is very good. The spread is only three points. Could have... Yeah, you're like, oh, they're returning to the same stadium where they lost to Nichols State. Yeah, definitely taking them <laughs> over Rutgers. Go. What? No. No. Okay. Then we have Michigan hosting <laughs> uh, Southern Methodist University. The spread is 38 32, points. 32, 32. Excuse me, 32 points. 32 points in favor of the Wolverines. I'm taking SMU with those points. You're taking Michigan. Yeah. Um, I just have not seen much out of the Michigan offense that suggests to me that they can beat a team by 32 points. Uh, I honestly think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be uh, – if Michigan scores – I bet Michigan scores 28 points. And uh, it wouldn't surprise 28? me. 28? Garbage. Dude. Michigan scores 28 points. I could even see 24, to be honest. And I think in garbage time, SMU can sneak in at least a field goal, if not a touchdown. Boom. 32 points. Fine. I'll take that. The moment I found out North Texas put up 46 on it, SMU, I was like, yep, Michigan's going to do the same. So, not worried. Wolverines. Okay. Hopping into the action. Uh, the one Mac game we disagree on, Northern Illinois is hosting the Central Michigan Chippewas. Spread is 16 points in favor of Northern Illinois. I'm taking Chippewas. You're taking uh, the Huskies. My point, again, going back to our conversation um, earlier, the Huskies have yet to score over a touchdown. In one game, they scored two field goals. In the other game, they scored seven points. So you're telling me they're going to score 16? We have a couple. At all? And then you're going to outscore? Like, so if Central scores seven, you're telling me they're going to score, uh, what, 23 points? That, that doesn't seem right. That, we have a couple couple Central fans that listen to this pod, and, and somebody buy Evan a Chippewa sweatshirt. Like, please. Please. please stop picking them. I rock it real Stop hard. picking them. The moment you lost to Kansas, no, I'm, I'm done. Not picking you. Can't do it. That's a that's a hard and fast 2018 rule for me. You lose to Kansas, I can't pick you again. Can't do it. Fair enough. Well, that ends our disagreement. Uh, I suppose. Can we well, talk about the spread of the LSU Auburn game, like just real quick? I know we got to sign off, but sure. Auburn is getting. Oh, sorry, LSU gets ten points at Auburn. Number seven hosting number eleven. Now, you know, who knows? It was a week one game. Maybe Miami looked worse than they should have, and LSU looked better than they should have. You know, early in the season, it's never as bad as it seems. It's also never as good as it seems. What's your take on that spread? That's Yeah, that to me was nuts. Uh, in our technical difficulties pod, we were guessing spreads, um, and we both put this right. at two and a half. 
I, I don't. Shocked to 10. That's why, I mean, we're both taking right. LSU. Because we were like, well, two and a half points, like, it's going to be close. And they're like, 10? Yes, take LSU. I, I might put some U.S. dollars on this game. There you if go, man. LSU gets 10? Make a buck. Why not? I think I think Auburn's going to win, but if you're giving LSU 10. Yeah, I agree. In this game, I'm going to take the home team outright. But yeah, 10 points? Tell us you really? Did you see that much from Auburn in week one where you were like, yeah, that's our squad? Really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Really? That's interesting. So that's it for week three. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let us know how the discussion goes at the water cooler tomorrow morning. Our, our apologies about the delay in the response. We appreciate you tuning in. Nevertheless, remember you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, App, Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Remember the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. When you're at that water cooler, please be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Tune in to 15 Minute You. Hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you think. Twitter, Gmail, etc. You know where you can find us. We'd love to expand the discussion. Thank you so much, folks. Whatever you decide to do this week, though, just be sure, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Come on, music. There we go. Bit long. Ran a bit long on that one. We gotta it was fine out. until I added the Boise uh, yeah. UCF thing. Then we, because I'm surprised that we let that one. Actually, before then, we were ahead of schedule. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna shut it down. Three, two.